0: Because I think that's a big key to resiliency. Is if you have a big vision and a big dream, you know you're going to be at it much more successfully and longer. If you look at it that way, than if you just say, "Okay, well, how can I make you know how can I make a profit today?" Right.
1: Okay, uh, I'm happy to be here today with Corey Isaacson. He is the CEO at Rethought Insurance Corporation. Welcome, Corey. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. So um, I guess I'll jump right into it and uh, just ask if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit about your background and how you came to be CEO at Rethought.
0: So uh, my background is uh, mainly technology and being a technologist um, and then, um, uh, anyway, I've been through several software acquisitions, I think five in total. So um, about a year before I was uh, going to leave RMS, um, um, you know, I had a big team there, and it was, it was a very exciting journey. But I really saw the opportunity in InsurTech, so I started working with a partner at a venture firm that I know quite well, and he really helped me over the course of that year to figure out what I might do. And I actually came up with um, two different startup ideas, one was uh, an insure tech um, company to get accurate data on buildings because I knew that was a huge problem in the industry. Um, and then the other was Rethought Insurance. And so uh, with Rethought, we basically started looking for a market. Um, you know, What market would we go after? So um, so essentially, I, I started looking at flood because another good friend of mine from RMS had started a flood modeling company. And I met with him and he explained to me the opportunity and that uh, it was kind of funny, but he said, I'm not enough of a risk taker to do this directly myself, but you should. And so, yeah. so it was kind of interesting. So, so that's how it happened is I got interested in FLED. And then uh, my co-founder, Nick Lamparelli, is a very well-known uh, you know, a blog, you know, blogger and uh, does a lot of other things, you know, podcasts. So I I read one of his blog posts, um, a pretty famous one actually. It turns out now, looking back, but uh, I liked it and I emailed him and said we should talk. And so we got on the phone and it turned out that that Nick and our third co-founder Jim Rice had been working on a flood plan for two years before we ever met. So I oh, went, well, what are the chances of this happening? So uh, this has got to be good. So there we went. You know, how has the business model evolved since the company
1: first launched, or maybe since you first had the idea?
0: I will tell you that we did the research for rethought and we found the target segment we wanted to go after. And we have delivered on every single thing that we said in the first 90 days of the business. Certainly it was a little bit of luck, but also, you know, look, I had I had the most startup experience. And so when I talked with Nick and Jim, I said, look, we have to go out and actually find the market. We have to do some research and find the market. They did that work and they have tremendous backgrounds in insurance Um, You know, I was the new guy, remember. You know, I'd only been in insurance really kind of from the sides at RMS. That wasn't really the insurance business. And so basically we structured a research plan to go out and validate the assumptions we had. And we came up with um, opportunities that we didn't expect during doing the research. And then that's how we formulated the business. And it really proved to be true. So they really did just a fantastic job on that. Uh,
1: Were there there any other things that you did up front or there are any other things that you've done, um, in building this business to sort of, uh, you know, put resiliency into its core.
0: Our view on the business is we see this as a very long-term opportunity and we make decisions based on that. So we have very, some very core principles on what we do. Um, you know, an MGA is only as good as it can have capacity and a product that's marketable. So those are our priorities in, in that order, by the way. So that that's one factor. But another factor of resiliency, which is really COVID has brought home, unfortunately, is that um, generally property insurance is relatively recession-proof. But we are finding that what we do in climate risk and flood insurance is really recession-proof. And so we've seen nothing but growth um, because of this. Um, because we are um, dealing primarily with larger risks, the demand has done nothing but increase um, over the past few months. So it, it's really, really quite exciting.
1: You know, when you're evaluating people to join your team, in terms of determining, you know, who's going to be effective, you know, from a, in, in this period, a, a employee wellness point of view, um, you know, what, what kind of things do you do? Are the things you've brought with you from your prior entrepreneurial experience? Or have you had to kind of take some different approaches um, with this business
0: versus how you've worked in the past? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'll tell you how we do it now, but it's not how we want to do it yet. So, um, so we know that we don't spend enough time and resources on someone new coming on. To orient them to the business and what we're really all about, so we we do do some of that, um, but we really can do a lot more and a much better job because we know that you know you lose a lot of productivity with someone typically in their first one, two, or three months as they're fitting into the organization. That's very expensive, especially in a small venture like ours. You know we have. You know, a, a handful of people. And so so we really, really try. But the problem is that we're also busy, it's tough to do. So one of the things we are working on is a whole program to institutionalize how we actually instill the culture of rethought and what we do with our P- team. Because again, we're really building for the long term. But so that's our goal, is we would really like it to be that there's a, a real process when someone comes on board. You know, do they have do they get, you know, we can get them a computer and those kind of things, right? But, you know, do they really fit in and know what they're supposed to do before they get here or as soon as they get here so they can hit the ground running? Right. Um, and in most companies, that's just not managed well at all.
1: Uh, I think you made a comment about diversity before, or, or, you know, insurance in general has challenges in this area. You, you know, how are you bringing that in and how are you trying to maybe use that as an approach to, to increase resiliency in the organization?
0: It's funny. It's, I've been asked this question a few times in my career. Right. And of course recently it's more relevant and people ask for more, right? But the truth is, I remember being at a, a working session with a, a bunch of Silicon Valley you know startup executives, you know people from big companies like Netflix and whatever. and they were bringing this up and they asked me and I said, you know, I said I've always had at that time it was mostly do you have only men, you know, because yeah. I've been in technology, right? And so I said, you know, it's funny that you should ask that, because I never paid attention to it, but I've almost always had half or a majority um, women on my teams because they but I'd never thought of it that way. It's because they did a great job were figuring down what they did and you know, really ethical and you know that's what I was really looking for and somebody who was working hard and doing well. But look, we have ideas to go beyond that because you know, one thing that's going on in insurance is there's a huge shortage of talent. And yeah. we, we would like to start a program in inner cities where we can actually start to train talent in, in insurance, but also in software. And we think that there's a huge benefit to us to do that over the long term. And so once we're just a little bit further, that's what we'll do. You know, I've always taken the view that I will do better and people will do better if I take younger people and get them started and help them because I, I've seen this throughout my career. If I take someone who's a college intern, sometimes even high school, by the way, you know, I've done that in my career too. And you basically will train them and actually um, you know, give them the resources they need to flourish. You can get some incredible results and in people who will stay with you for 10 years and, and just do a fantastic job. And overall, you end up paying them in the end very, very well. But in the kind of that early or middle period, you're doing very well as a business too. But it's really smart business sense. And if you do that, I think you automatically end up with a more diverse culture because yeah. recruit really
1: It's actually interesting because my 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 partner in Germany, um, you know, they they sort of have a natural apprentice system there. So they have uh, university age full time employees who are going to school, you know, nights and weekends, and then eventually they'll write a, you know, a, a thesis, um, to complete their studies. But uh, essentially they get full-time employees at a, uh, internship type wage and, uh, they can train them from the ground up though, you know, in best practices. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of them, um, you know, can, uh, you know, very quickly have an impact uh, on the organization and uh, have a lot of longevity in the way you describe.
0: Look, it's really sad to see that that, young people don't get the opportunity they should. You know, there's there's bright young people everywhere um, and even some bright older people that don't get a fair shake. Right, you know, I've seen it both ways. You know, if more of us could actually spend some time and roll up our sleeves and actually get out there and help and say, well, how could we Train somebody to learn a skill. I mean, insurance is a fantastic industry because, right, everybody's—it's a retiring industry. Anyway, that—that's kind of a, you know, an area that I'm very concerned about. But again, I think it's just smart business, and I don't think these problems are going to go away by just giving money. You know, you have to. You know, it's going to take people like us, you and me, to get out there and actually go. You know live these people and talk with them and find out what their problems really are and go, how can we really address this? Because nobody, you know, by and large, right? Most people are really, really good people. And I think that if we do that, it's just going to, it's going to help us in business. It's going to help lots of other people. And like I said, they'll end up having fantastic careers.
1: Well, thanks for your time, Corey. Uh, Really appreciate it. And uh, again, Corey Isaacson, CEO at Rethought Insurance Corporation, and wish you continued luck and success. Thanks very much.